0: And we are live. Thank you guys for coming once again. So I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about on this podcast at first because I intended to talk about uh, numerology with Jehovah's Witnesses. I found this website. Somebody gave me this, this website uh, on the Jehovah's Witnesses website where it's talking about numerology and how they feel about it and that's super interesting to me i figured we'd go through that but right before the podcast started i got a flood of really interesting questions so i figured i'd start addressing those before i hit the numerology stuff some people were asking me how i feel about sargon being kicked off of patreon That's a really really complicated question. Uh, Before I get into that, I I just want to make note of a couple of things uh, that I disagree with Sargon on. So Sargon is kind of in my community a little bit. He started out as a social justice fighter I guess. I don't know, he fought social justice, uh, social justice warrior if you will. Anyway, he started out that way. He was not in the atheist community, though. Um, But he was friends with all of the atheists in the atheist community. So we're kind of in tangential markets, if you will. And I feel like it's kind of a responsibility of mine to talk about things that I disagree with. Things that people do that I, I don't think are right. Especially in my community I have to hold people accountable and I expect people to hold me accountable in the same way So one of the things that I'm not really a fan of that Sargon says is He says we should mock people For holding stupid beliefs, right? I don't agree. I don't feel like mocking them is a productive way To get them to stop believing that way, I feel like it does. It locks them into their position. It's called the backfire effect, and it's a logical fallacy. It's where people feel embarrassed or or angered in some way by something that you say, and it just firmly entrenches them in their position. So it's harder to get them out. From a psychological standpoint, what you should be doing is talking to them calmly and nicely and reasoning your way through it with them, not attacking, not making them feel attacked, not making them feel stupid. That's not helpful. It does not bring people out of belief of any kind, whether it's belief in god or communism or whatever, whatever kind of belief it is. So I don't believe that it's productive for Sargon to go around telling people that we should be mocking stupid beliefs. That's not helpful. That's damaging. Now as far as Sargon being kicked off of Patreon goes, I don't really know the entire situation. I just know that he was pretty much that he was kicked off of Patreon because of something he said somewhere else, because he said something that Patreon viewed as toxic on some other platform. It wasn't really related to Patreon, I believe. I think that that's what happened. Um, so here's the question. Should he have been kicked off of Patreon for something he did somewhere else? Patreon is a private company, right? I, am a, I have a private company. I don't have to invite the Westboro Baptist Church onto my platform, onto my YouTube channel to talk about their beliefs and how gays are evil and all this stuff for an hour straight, unrebutted. I don't have to do that. I'm not legally bound to do that because it's my YouTube channel. It's my platform, right, I call the shots with it, I make the decisions with it, nobody else. And it's the same with Patreon. It's their thing. If they want to spread certain ideas on their platform, then they have the right to do that. And if you are forcing them not to, that's violating their rights now. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think that they should be targeting people. They shouldn't be targeting people for political reasons or or anything like that. So some companies are so big at this point that they are the de facto town square, right? The Constitution has protected us uh, from being jailed or or whatever. If we stand on a street corner and say basically anything, aside from, you know, things that would cause immediate bodily harm or something. Um, That's what the Constitution has protected us from. So we've been able to stand on a street corner and say whatever we want pretty much up to now. But big companies like YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, those are de facto the street corner now those are basically the street corner that's where everybody congregates that's where everybody talks or that's where everybody talks right so i think that this is this idea of mine is not fully formed out and it's not i don't know it's not well thought out completely so i hesitate to even talk about it right now but i feel like public entities like that like Entities that are that big, like YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, where everybody congregates, should maybe be regulated under constitutional rights. So, you know, they can't just kick off all Republicans. They can't just kick everybody out that they don't like or or silence any opinion that they don't like. I think that's wrong. They shouldn't do that. Uh, like I said, they have the right to do it, so it's not about is it lawful or not. It's about conceptually, should they be doing it or not. Um, I would like to see the laws changed so that you know everybody on those platforms has constitutional protections. But until that time, should they be forced to platform conspiracy theorists? Should they be forced to platform people like Alex Jones, for example? Honestly, I know a lot of you guys aren't going to like hearing this, but I view Sargon as on the same wavelength as Alex Jones. He holds a lot of the crazy conspiracy theorists' ideas. He has the same mindset, the same conspiracy theory mindset. He's an extremist in many ways. Not in all ways, but in many. So, I don't know. Uh, It's kind of a complicated thing. Do I support Patreon's right to to kick anybody off they want? Yes. Should they target people for political reasons? No. That's wrong. They shouldn't target people for political reasons. They shouldn't target them for anything like that. If they don't like the toxic behavior, I mean, like I said, I don't even know what he was kicked off for. But if it's... A toxic thing that he was doing that got him kicked off if that's the case I defend that I don't believe in toxicity it's not helpful you need to it's just like I was saying a minute ago you should not be mocking people that's locking them into the position that's making things worse you should be talking things out logically calmly rationally reasoning things through with people street epistemology cognitive behavioral therapy Dialectic behavioral therapy, these things are what we should be striving to do when we're conversing with people, trying to help them out of a ridiculous belief. So, um, anyway, that's how I feel about it. So, uh, something I've noticed about a lot of people who are leaving cults, spe- specifically Jehovah's Witnesses. So, I, as a lot of you guys know, I've been listening to a lot of ex-Jehovah's Witness stories on YouTube. Every time some pops up in my feed, I will, I'll give it a listen. I'll listen to somebody's story. And I've found that a lot of people coming out of Jehovah's Witnesses, interestingly enough, are on their way into a new religion. And You know, I'm not against people being in a uh, Christian. I have no issue with that, obviously. But the religions that they tend to list, I've found, are cults. Like, this one story I was listening to on YouTube, this woman was talking about leaving Jehovah's Witnesses and how she wasn't, uh, she she was a fan of John Cedars, even though he's an atheist. And she was a fan of, and then she listed a couple of other ex Jehovah's Witnesses YouTubers that are now Christians. Um, But then she started talking about Pentecostalism and how she was slain in the Spirit, and they, you know, they placed her hands on her, and she was yelling, and she just felt this flood of emotion coming through. And it was so hard to come to terms with, you know, Jesus being. God and the Holy Spirit at the same time, because the whole, her whole life she learned that that wasn't true through Jehovah's Witnesses, and then one day somebody explained it, and it just clicked. It just made sense all of a sudden, and it, it's scary to me, because she was just, she left this cult, and now she's being indoctrinated in a new one, and she doesn't see that. That's scary. That's genuinely scary to me. I I don't really know how to fix that problem yet. I, I'm still thinking on it. Maybe I'll make a video about it at some point on my main channel about, you know, the dangers of coming out of a cult and the things you need to look out for when to prevent yourself from joining another. But that's that's really scary stuff and it's happened one too many times in my opinion. So, anyway. Yeah, that was a lead into to the, uh, the numerology thing. I figured we'd give this a quick read, uh, just for a couple of minutes, to see what the Jehovah's Witnesses have to say about numerology. So the title is, What Do Numbers Mean in the Bible? Is numerology biblical? Now, Jehovah's Witnesses have historically been really big fans of numerology. They have all kinds of ideas about it. Um, I don't know what their views are on paper if they're going to come out and just admit to it like oh yeah we love numerology or if they're gonna downplay it you know like oh you know i mean there are a couple of important things but don't read too much into it we'll see what they have to say okay so the question is is numerology biblical now here's the first subheading it says the bible's answer numbers in the bible can often be taken literally but they're sometimes used as symbols the context usually indicates whether a particular number is used as a symbol. Consider these examples of the symbolic meaning of numbers in the Bible. Okay, so they have a few examples here. Um, let's see, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine examples of numbers that are significant in the Bible. So the first one is the number one unity. For instance, Jesus prayed to God that his followers may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in union with me, and I am in union with you. So apparently the number one is significant for that reason. Uh, I don't really see the significance just based off of that verse, but whatever. Here's number two. So this is the second number, and the number is actually two. They're saying that the number two is significant. In a legal setting, two witnesses verify the truth of a matter. There's the two witness rule rearing its ugly head right there. That's interesting. Deuteronomy 17:6. they say. Similarly, the repetition of a vision or a statement confirms the matter as sure and true. For example, when Joseph interpreted a dream given to Pharaoh of Egypt, he said, the fact that the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice means that the thing is firmly established on the part of the true God. In prophecy, two horns, quote unquote, can represent two. Uh, dual rulership, as the prophet Daniel was told regarding the Medo-Persian Empire. Okay, so they're taking, they found these verses that say the number two, or that use the number two, and they're applying this relevance to them. They're connecting them in a way that I don't believe they should be connected. I mean, it's hard to tell. Uh, You know, I, I, I can't count anything out. I guess it's possible that the Bible authors or God or whatever exists and put that in the Bible intentionally. But I'm kind of defaulting to the idea that the Bible was written by just a bunch of guys from different time periods, unconnected to each other, some of whom had read previous people's work. Um, and if that's the case, I really don't see any significance to the number two being used in the, all of these verses at the same time. We've got a use in Deuteronomy, a use in Genesis, in Daniel, in Revelation. Those four books were written at completely different time periods. It's just outrageous to me to think that they're connected in any way. Okay, so the number three is significant to them. It says just as three witnesses would firmly prove a matter to be true, a threefold repetition seems to establish it firmly or emphasize it. Ezekiel, Acts and Revelation quotes apparently. That that you know, these aren't proving anything for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something important, but they're not they're not selling this idea to me very well. Okay, the number four is important for this reason. This can represent completeness in form or function as in the expression, the four corners of the earth. Okay. Huh. And that's, I guess, in Revelation 7, 1, Isaiah um, 11, 12. Very strange. And then we've got the number six. Of course, we, I'm sure we all know why six is significant. Being one less than seven which often represents completeness, six can stand for something incomplete or imperfect or something associated with God's enemies. So they're just, I guess they're just telling us what, these, what they believe these numbers mean? This is so strange. I know Jehovah's Witnesses have always viewed seven as an important number. This number is often used to represent the idea of cl- completeness. For instance, the Israelites were commanded by God to march around Jericho on seven successive days and to march around seven times on the seventh day the bible contains many similar examples of such a use of the number seven when jesus told peter that he should forgive his brother not up to seven times but up to 77 times the repetition of seven conveyed the thought of without limit okay but he said 77 not seven that's a little bit different they're not the same number Okay, so here's the next number that's important on their list. Says number 10. This number can stand for the entirety or aggregate of something. Huh, okay. And now 12. This number seems to represent a complete divine arrangement. For example, the vision of heaven given to the Apostle John included a city with 12 foundation stones and on them the 12 names of the 12 apostles. Multiples of 12 can have similar meanings. Where are they getting this? 40. Several judgment or punishment periods were linked with the number 40. Genesis 7 four, Ezekiel 29, 11, and 12. This really is not, I mean, I, I'm not connecting the dots here. They've connected the dots for me, apparently. Now, this is the very end. Numerology and uh, Gematria These symbolic meanings of numbers in the Bible are different from numerology, which involves looking for an occult meaning in numbers, their combinations, and numerical totals. For example, Jewish uh, Kabbalists have analyzed the Hebrew scriptures using a technique called gematria, never heard of that before, which looks for a hidden code in the numerical equivalence of letters. Numerology is a form of divination which God condemns. Okay. Interesting. So they're saying that numerology is uh, condemned, but they just gave us these numbers and their meanings. This is very, very strange to me. Very bizarre. I'm going to have to do a full video on this at some point and do some extensive research on it.
1: The first one was from uh, your Ask channel. Yeah. Um, And it was... I'm paraphrasing. Um, why did you decide to start your YouTube channel? Why did you decide to speak out against Jehovah's Witnesses, though?
0: Okay. Um, the, I started the YouTube channel because I felt like there was a vacuum in the atheist community where a lot of YouTube atheists had moved to different subjects because they kind of got burned out on it or whatever, which is understandable. That happens. But there was a vacuum. I needed that stuff. You know, I needed to hear about it. I needed to talk about it. I needed a community, and they had all moved to something else. So that's why I started my channel in the first place. I did start as a YouTube atheist, and eventually I ended up moving to Jehovah's Witnesses because that's how I grew up. And I was like, nobody's going to be interested in this. I'm just putting it out anyways because I want to and it was my most popular video, surprisingly. So I continued talking about Jehovah's Witnesses. I couldn't have gotten luckier with that. Um, Surprisingly, there is a big market for Jehovah's Witness material, because there are a lot of us out there who've been really hurt, and who are in the middle of being hurt by this group. So if you want to talk about them, I would encourage that. there was another question in this.
1: Uh, there was there was actually one that kind of led from that question, if you want to go ahead and do it. If you could restart your YouTube channel with all the knowledge you have now, would you? And if so, what would you change? Got it.
0: Yes, I definitely would. Um, I do not regret YouTube at all. This has just been the best decision that I've ever made in my life, I think. Uh, one of them. It's been very hard, I have to say, though. It's been really difficult. I worked full time and ran three YouTube channels also for years. Well, I ran one YouTube channel for years while working full time and three YouTube channels for eight months. Um, It was not easy. I did it, though, and it was worth it. It's just hard. The problem is that there's a lot of toxicity in certain areas of the internet, and I think that if I started over, I would avoid those areas of toxicity. I, there are some things that I've done, some Platforms on which I've engaged and some groups that I've gotten involved in that I don't believe were worth my time in the end They just did more harm than good a lot more harm. So I would not get involved in those areas in the future Uh, If I you know if I started over from scratch, I wouldn't get involved in them So but here we are no big deal. Um, I'm pretty happy with where things are at this immediate moment. So Uh, Was there another question? I feel like I was missing
1: one. Yeah. Um, There's one from Legalize. He wants to know, how much do you think genetics affects who people are, like nature versus (laughs) nurture, and what percentage would you put to to each?
0: Right. Uh, This is an interesting question. Um, I read this book by David Eagleman called Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain. Really, really good book. You guys should give it a read if you haven't. Uh, David Eagleman's an interesting guy, too. It's not really, he's not, as far as I know, he's not an atheist. It's not about atheism. It's just about the brain and how it works. So Christians, feel free to read that, too. Um, He was talking about how nature versus nurture isn't, it's kind of a a mix of both. Everything comes down to a mix of both. Even being gay, from what I understand, you're not born that way. It's determined by your second or third birthday, roughly, and it's pretty much set in stone from that point on. It's a mix of both nature, being born with a predisposition toward it, and nurture, how you're raised for a certain period of time uh, in your life. That's my understanding of it. Um, You guys should definitely go research that yourselves, as you should anything that I talk about on here. But that's, that's what I've picked up from the, the limited reading that I've done. One thing I can say for sure, though, is there is absolutely zero reason to, tr- to try to convert anybody into anything. Um, it's absolutely wrong to have the conversion camps that Christians have. And I will fight that to the death. That is absolutely wrong. Um, so anyway, yeah. Well, were there more questions?
1: Yes. Um, oh, this isn't a question. It's more of a side note. But uh, Legalize wanted you to know that a friend of theirs made up a subreddit for you.
0: Oh, okay.
1: This one is from Glenn. Um, do you think the concept of sin exists outside of religion, i.e. wrong regardless of local laws or context? So objective morality, I guess. Right, okay.
0: Um, Morality is an interesting subject in itself. I have an interesting view on morality. So here's the thing. Is morality objective or is it subjective? I think that it's, it's objective if you base it on some specific thing, right? So morality in itself is subjective, full stop. If you're basing your morality on the Bible, then it's objective. You, you know, if you, if, if you believe it to be moral, to follow the Bible and do the things that the Bible says, then your morality is based on the Bible and it's objective in that way. If you believe that morality's Goal per se should be to uh, better humankind. If you believe that morality's goal should be to uh, increase human well being, there are objective answers to that. We can find objective answers to how to improve mankind, how to improve the well being of humans. It's like, um, I don't know if you guys have read the book by Sam Harris called. Um, what was it? Uh, the Moral Landscape something or other, I think. It's called The Moral Landscape. I don't know if you've read it, but he talks about this a little bit in that book. So there, are, there is an objective answer to how many birds are in flight over the earth right now. We don't know what that answer is, but there is an objective answer. Uh, with morality, we may not know the right decision to make to improve human well-being but there is an objective answer to be had so whether we know the answer or not if you're basing your morality off of improving the well-being of humanity there is an objective answer to it um generally though if you're not taking any preconditions or anything morality is subjective that's just how it is anyway um, I think I should probably get to guess. Is there another question I should cover first?
1: Well, you forgot to uh, do the percentage for legalizes question. What percent do you think is uh, nature, and what percent nurture?
0: I have no real way to answer that. Um, I would, I like I said with the bird situation, there is an objective answer with how many birds are flying over the earth right now. I don't know the answer, though. And that, that answer may be unknowable. Uh, it's the same with that. What percent is nature? What percent is nurture? It would depend on the issue. And Do
1: you think that it's about equal? or?
0: I have no way of knowing. I don't know. Okay. There's no way to know. All right. I guess I'm going to get on to... Um, there's probably a research paper out there talking about it. Let's check with uh, Ghost of the Stars, who's first on the list. Are you there? Can you hear me?
2: Uh, yeah, I can.
0: How's it going? It's good. It's good. So I understand there's so, something you wanted to talk uh, about, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I wanted to talk about a teenager's perspective on religion and leaving it and all that.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about it. What do you have to say? What do you think about it?
2: Well, I just think that it's really different from an adult because... I think one thing that a lot of adults who have left religion seem to focus on is, like, well, what about now? What's next? What do we... Like, one thing I've noticed is, like, people talking about what happens after we die, what's the real cause of the universe. Meanwhile, with me, with a lot of other teenagers around my age who have also left religion... We just don't care. We see the problems with the religion, and we leave. It doesn't really matter to, to us. Right, but right, because it,
0: you've really seen the toxicity there. and things.
2: Yeah, like, I left because I, so- I was originally Catholic. And I left because I saw the problems with Catholicism, but I didn't leave for science or anything. I just left because I saw the problems.
0: Right, because of the toxicity. And- and so you left Catholicism, yeah. you said. Yes. Okay. Uh how long ago did you leave?
2: Um I technically left like 2 years ago, I believe, but I officially left 1 year ago because I had a breakdown in the middle of mass because I was still pretending like I was mm. Catholic.
0: Mm. Okay. And I guess that didn't go too well, huh? D- did your parents yeah, react it didn't. poorly to it? Uh
2: luckily it was only my mom there who's a lot more chill. She okay. reacted to it, and she talked to me the next day, being like, are you sure you want to keep going? And I told her everything.
0: Wow. And she was okay with you not going.
2: Yeah. My mom's the chill one. It's my dad I was worried about, is Right, what
0: I'm okay. So you are, so do you believe in God, is the question. So you left because of the toxicity you saw, but do you yeah. still believe?
2: I don't believe. I stopped believing. It, I, it started with all the moral stuff, and it eventually spiraled into me figuring out like what i actually believe but the reason i left in the first place is like the moral reason
0: right okay so what is it that you actually believe like how do you feel about about everything now
2: i believe that there's something more to the world but not necessarily a god or a higher power or anything like it's not just what we figured out there's something more but it's just not what like religion so far seems to have figured out.
0: Okay, so you think it's possible that there's more to it than just a naturalistic explanation, but it's probably yeah. not a god.
2: A god. Yeah.
0: Got you. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. So what else do you yeah. think about like have you put any more thought into it about that or is well, that about I've words? thought about
2: like trying to research it, like for example, I want to I want to do like Maybe a seance to see if ghosts is the thing. I don't know. Just, like, wanting to research all this, like, other stuff that could that could possibly be real, but I have no way of knowing until I actually research. Right. And I want to research by looking into it myself.
0: A seance. That would be pretty interesting to be there for. Have you ever seen the... Have you ever seen Darren Brown on YouTube before?
2: Uh, no, I haven't. I can look him up.
0: Yeah, he's really interesting. He's like... Uh quote-unquote magician he's mainstream he isn't a youtuber he's uh yeah he's like a stage performer and he's kind of left religion behind he's gay but he's a really interesting guy you should definitely check him out yeah. he talks about a lot of that stuff oh he uh, debunked a seance that's what it was he was there oh. doing a seance with a bunch of people and seeing how they reacted and stuff it was pretty cool
2: yeah, I've heard from people, like, for example, mainly Wiccans, mm. I've heard from, like, Wiccans and such, that most people who, like, pay for seances are really just scammers. Oh, yeah. Because, which makes sense, because it's like, you're if people are paying for it, you're going to want to show them what they want to see.
0: Yep, so, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, like, I don't know if, I don't know how old you are, probably not old enough to remember Miss Cleo, but... <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm 15, so... Okay,
0: yeah, no, Miss Cleo is from, like, the 90s. She was, like, a 1990s TV psychic. You call in, and she would do a reading, and it was just... It was comically bad. Um, I think she ended up getting sued, like, later on for, Mm. for lying and stuff.
2: It's not that hard to do, like, a fake seance. Yeah. Like, I know how to do a cold read and everything. Right. Because it's really easy.
0: Yeah, I understand there's like an art to it almost, you know? Like you can get books and read about how to do this stuff. It's kind of interesting. I think it'd be cool to learn yeah. how to do it.
2: I kind of know how to do it. I know how to do a cold read. I, I already said that, but right. yeah, it's a cold read is easy, but it's not that convincing if you know how to look through it. Right. People fall for it, but...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. You know, there's always going to be somebody to fall for stuff. But it's still interesting, you know? Um, Yeah. I was... uh, When I was kind of first coming out of Jehovah's Witnesses, my brother and sister-in-law were kind of getting into tarot cards. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so evil, you know? But (laughs) it was interesting because she had this book about what each card means and all that stuff. Turns out they're all vague enough to apply to anybody so no matter what card you pull out of the deck it's going to apply to that person but it's still cool you know there's a cool history behind it even
2: yeah i have Uh, i actually have a pack of tarot cards with me
0: right um you know a a crate actually the the person that's helping me run the podcast she gave me a a pack of tarot cards at one point it is fun to
2: do readings though like even if you don't believe it it is fun to do readings
0: yeah it is it is fun and it's, like I said, it's got a cool history behind it. I remember my aunt did a reading, a tarot card reading one time in the same house as me, and I was just freaking out because there were tarot cards there. Oh my God, you know, Jehovah's Witness <laughs> is so crazy. It's crazy to think where we came yeah. from, but but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm glad you made your way out because there is a lot of toxicity in a lot of stuff. Yeah,
2: I made it out, um, like, a few months, or like, not a few months, but like, a few... Well, a few months ago, we I was in a parade, and we passed by the church that I used to go to, and I'm glad that I got out of it before they did this, because they put out, like, a bunch of little crosses, like a graveyard, and said, this is how many babies die each year from oh. abortion. Okay. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm so glad that I got out before that
0: happened I because I do
2: not want to be associated with that.
0: Oh my god, that's awful. Some people are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that's pretty toxic behavior, it seems to me. Uh, there is yeah. a lot of that. But yeah, I'm glad you found All, your way also out Also, the there.
2: priest got in trouble because he so, he told a crowd of children <coughs> that Santa Claus isn't real. Oh,
0: that's not good. That, that really yeah. makes people mad when that happens. Oh yep. my god.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, okay. All right, it well, I appreciate crazy. you coming on and talking to me. It's been an interesting conversation, yeah. and I'll talk to you again one of these days, okay?
2: Yep, one day. All right. See ya.
0: Yeah, that is pretty crazy. It's like when, um, what's her name, Megan Kelly, that that Fox broadcaster or whatever, or previously on Fox News Channel, said that Santa was white, and there was this big uproar over it. Do you guys remember that? Oh, my God. She's like, and just kids, so you know, Santa just is white, so. Because some kid wrote in about Santa being black and asked her if Santa was black. And she's like, oh my god, what is wrong with you? Just shut your mouth. Just stop talking. Don't say a word. Anyway, it's just ridiculous. Okay, so the next person on the list is Epso. Um, are you there? Can you I hear mean, me? Yes, I'm here. Like, um, I'm sorry, it's like for AM, but... Uh, oh, no, probably. I'm or glad or I got you on. No, 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 no. Like,
3: <laughs> All right. Let, That's awesome. Yes.
0: So tell me, what, what religion were you originally? Are you still religious? I or? like, uh, was
3: Orthodox and Christian.
0: You say you were Christian? Perfect. Yes, yes. Okay, so what kind, of, uh, what kind of Christian were you? Is there a uh, denomination or was uh, it just kind of Christian? It's like uh, Orthodox. Orthodox, you say? Okay. Yes. Okay, so what kind of practices do you go through? What kind of... I mean, you're like, not Orthodox yeah. anymore, I like, assume. Okay, like... Uh, okay, Ukrainian Orthodoxy, it's like very interesting
3: things like we have one uh like uh, day when uh, for tradition uh guys like uh, split water on like goes to wo- uh, watch one under the sky. It's like uh, ukrainian like orthodoxy it's like weird strange things but i uh, <laughs> don't know what to tell about it right okay.
0: Okay, so so let me ask you this then. Are you still religious or no? No. No, no. Okay, I, I didn't think I, so. In, uh,
3: we, uh, like, uh, who was before me, like, he has an interesting point. I'm because, uh, become not religious because, like, I'm, do, uh, I, like, I'm become because, i like, become more and more in, I'm sorry for my, like, oh, no. accent. Excellent. Yes, I'm become, like, more and more in like uh, understanding the silence and I like uh, I don't uh, like understand why is like in, involved like needs a girl like like this greater entity like who world do, uh, world, for my opinion like work don't
0: need a god Right, okay so you're saying you you're not you don't really buy into this whole greater and greater oh, yes end, yes so like uh,
3: in uh, childhood I was really religious but science like tell me it's like nothing to uh, believe in like right uh, I' wrote, uh, for some time I'm reading things the like internet and time come across this like uh, probably the craziest quote uh, I have like ever uh, I ever seen like yeah uh, yeah it's a denomination of uh, Russian Orthodoxy, and uh, it uh, like, uh, okay, it's like, it's the, their name is, like, uh, nuclear orthodoxy.
0: Nuclear Orthodox. Orthodoxy? Yes. Interesting, okay. Yeah. So that's yes. the name of the group? <laughs>
3: yes, uh, it's like, Pravoslavie. it's like yes, translated like, nuclear orthodoxy.
0: I'm I'm taking a look at it right now, actually. Russian nuclear orthodoxy, like uh, yes,
3: I don't, huh. yeah.
0: that's interesting. I've never heard of that before. You know, one thing that I think uh, one one way in which I think religion went wrong was fighting science so hard. They should have just yes. embraced science because it was inevitably going to. I mean public consensus will eventually go with evidence it's going to take time but it will get there you know yes
3: so like they think god give them like nuclear technology to protect the holy russia uh, like from the demons from the other countries like um uh, i will mean, just give like uh wikipedia
0: Wait, what was the last bit you said there?
3: Like, protect world of, like, uh, the demons from the, like... Demons, it's like, for them, like, it's something like... Uh, bad people from another country. Bad people, it's like, not bad, we evil, and we... Right. We just do not agree with Russia. Okay, it's like a very crazy organization. would like, they tell, let's get uh, more uh, nuclear weapons and other stuff. Right. It's like <laughs> when I first heard about them, like, uh, I'm thinking, the, uh, uh, them sounds like some group from Fallout or something else, but today. They...
0: Right. That's pretty interesting stuff. I find it really interesting to look at the differences between religions from the US and religions in different parts of the world. Like, even. Islam and Christianity are predominantly from different parts of the world and have really interesting differences in them, you know? Yes, like,
3: uh, it's like from uh, my point, like I uh, come from Ukraine, like Eastern Europe, yes, and here is uh, culture is really different, like from your uh, culture, yes. Trans, right. So happens like in uh, two years, or two or four years after the like, death, right, It's fun. Right.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Uh, by the way, was there anything that you wanted to cover? Anything that you wanted to touch on before I move or on? I,
3: yes, I want to touch it, like a nuclear orthodoxy. It's like very interesting point. Right. Maybe you can uh, get someone who can uh, give you to researches, like who, who can translate it,
0: like nuclear, uh, they have, nuclear. right? Yes.
3: Okay. So, so
0: like, I'm going to have to take a look at that. Is it a religion? Is that what it is? No, like, it's
3: like a uh, 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 sub, subtype. It's like they uh, still are the part of the religion. So it's like a part of the view, more like. It's like almost the denomination, but not total.
0: Right. Okay. Very interesting. I'm going to have to take gonna... a, a look at that later on. That sounds yes,
3: really like, interesting. But uh, really, you all of information it's other like only on Russian, so like you need uh, like have someone to translate it. But it's really interesting information.
0: I'm wondering if it's something that Google Translate could do. Is it? Is it
3: uh, it's can, but it uh, won't be like totally be correct. Great.
0: Yes. Right. Uh, it will work right well i don't know i i imagine i could probably get somebody to help me out with it that that sounds pretty cool though i'll have to take a look at that
3: okay so like uh, thank you like
0: yeah yeah thank you for coming on and talking to me it's been really interesting and uh and i'll definitely take a look at that i'll talk to you next time okay
4: yes good luck
0: yeah that's pretty interesting stuff um there was a little bit of a language barrier there, but. I think I can probably go back and listen to the podcast again which by the way I I actually do you because I have to edit this down like what I do is um, I will take the, the the raw live stream in its entirety and I will cut clips out of it and upload them because obviously as most people know YouTube favors smaller short segments Um, They get a lot more views usually than longer form stuff, so what I'll do is I will uh, Cut clips out. I'll upload them to YouTube and then I'll combine the clips into the full podcast edited so that it you know I cut out long breaths and things like that really really long breaths and pauses and I'll put them up on iTunes and Spotify and all that other good stuff so what I end up doing is I will actually go through and listen to the podcast all the way through again, just for the purpose of editing, at least. And I even read the comments because the comments are on screen. So if there's something you want to say, then I'll probably see it if it's in the comments. I usually read the comments. But anyways, um, yeah, that's, so that's, that's pretty interesting stuff about nuclear orthodoxy. To take a look at that. But yeah, uh, there was actually uh, one more person I wanted to get to. Uh, the person is Spaceboy Kellen, I think. Spaceboy Kellen. Hang on, let me see if I can unmute. Are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, wait a minute. I didn't unmute you. I'm, oh, yeah, I did. I did unmute you. Are you there?
4: Yeah. Hi.
0: How's it going? <laughs> You're very choppy. I can't understand i sorry. Oh, it's okay. It just sounds I, like a my, poor signal.
4: Yeah, my life has being
0: off. That's starting to sound better, though. So tell me, what religion okay. were you originally? Are you still religious? Uh, uh, I'm, I,
4: I was raised Roman Catholic.
0: You were raised Roman Catholic? Yeah. Interesting. What I'm was it like to country. be raised that way?
4: Um, let's see. I'm Filipino, you know, so everyone I know is, like, Really religious to the point that I think there's parts of the Philippines that on like around Easter there are people that get like nailed to crosses. It's strange. Gosh,
0: that is strange.
4: Yeah.
0: So how old, really, like, are your parents well, religious still? I guess.
4: Yes, they're very religious.
0: Do they I, know that you aren't? Or
4: no. Ooh. Yeah.
0: That's not good.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how I would tell them. Like, I go to a Catholic school and stuff. Still,
0: so. you go to a, a like a private Catholic school? N-
4: no, okay. I, it's a publicly funded one. Is in it like really? Of, yeah, I live in a part of in a part of Canada where public that there's still publicly funded Catholic schools.
0: That's insane. I yeah. did not know that was a thing.
4: Yeah, it's still a thing in. I, here in, I believe Alberta or something.
0: That's crazy. That's yeah. So wow, that you. I mean, you're fully entrenched in that. That like, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. How do you feel like, about it? Like, what what's it like being so deeply entrenched in it like that? Like growing up, like
4: I left it when I was about thirteen-ish, so been a few years right when back then like i felt really alone because no one else like held well had like a lack of belief that i did right like i got confirmed and all that as well which we had to write a letter to a priest on why we wanted to be confirmed i almost wrote i only did because my parents wanted me to
0: oh god that would not have gone over well i bet
4: yeah i would one have i ended up not reading the letter in the first place okay.
0: did you end up getting confirmed though or yeah so just uh help me understand you get yeah. baptized when you're a baby and then you yeah. get confirmed when you're like a teenager usually and that means yeah like 12
4: 13. it used to be 13 but i think they moved it down to 12.
0: and what is confirmation is it just? um the-
4: it's when uh I think it was explaining about like when you get confirmed you're considered an adult in faith or something like okay. that.
0: Okay. So you're kind of, yeah. it's kind of like baptism in any other religion. Yeah. You? Okay, gotcha.
4: Yeah. But now I'm in high school, like most of my friends they're they're actually like most of my friends happen to be atheist.
0: Do they? It, like yeah. in Catholic school. Yeah, oh, a large awesome.
4: majority of my friends are atheists.
0: That's awesome. You know what they say yeah. about uh, reading the Bible? It's the best way to turn somebody atheist, I think. Is yeah, you
4: that's true. It. <laughs> that's but at the same time, like, it was, like, our school, like, for the most part, like, I'm also LGBT. Like, yeah. and with my school, some, like, some people are really bad about that kind of stuff, mm. especially in the younger grades, I found.
0: You mean, like, being against LGBT stuff? Yeah, a lot of people that are, sucks.
4: like, really... Especially in the younger grades, they're extremely homophobic.
0: That sucks.
4: Yeah. In the older grades, they seem a lot more chill about it, I found out, because, like, most, are, most of our grades either bi or gay.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
4: Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, also found-
0: I I wonder if it has something to do with, like, kids being young and being, kind of idolizing their parents, like looking up to their parents and how they view things? I don't know. It could be. It's hard to tell,
4: I guess. I was raised with those kind of views as well by my parents.
0: Right. So you were raised to kind of be anti-LGBT?
4: Yeah, Mm, because back then I kind of believed everything I was told without really questioning it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, at least you broke out of it. At least you're aware and you know what's happening. And at least you have other friends who share the same opinions as you because it's genuinely difficult to go through life alone like that sometimes, you know?
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, by the time I ended up leaving Jehovah's Witnesses, I was completely kicked out and I had to find other friends. So I didn't really have to go through something like that as intensely as other people do. Like I always kind of had friends who who mostly shared my opinions for the most part. But I know that being in the closet about things will just eat you alive. It's so bad.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I assume
0: you're not them. out to your parents about being LGBT either. No,
4: no, there's no way I could c- c- come out to them without risking like being kicked out or something
0: just give it time just give it a little time and you can be who you are uh without having to worry about that anymore you know yeah that's true a little bit more time
4: this because our school they have this ca- i don't know how to explain but like like religious advisor or something in our school oh
0: yeah cause like, it's
4: cash. he's like like he's really well relatively upset accepting like of LGBT
0: folk.
4: Really? Yeah. Except for the fact that both me and one of my trans friends got this entire speech from him about how God made us the way we are Uh, so we shouldn't transition. Right. Yeah. Besides that. Yeah. But he's also one that supervises like our school's um, LGBT club. The issue with that is there's a few there's a few kids that want to go to the club but can't because they know that teacher's there. The issue is that teacher has a really big thing against, like, the non-religious. Right. Like, she refused to, yeah, he refused to give a student um, volunteer hours because they're
0: openly abused. Really? And yeah. I assume they need volunteer hours.
4: Yeah, you need about 40 to graduate.
0: That is that is insane. That should be yeah. illegal. Seriously.
4: Honestly, you shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed to do that. That's
0: crazy. I swear, like. There are some ways in which Canada is so much more advanced than the U.S. But on, you know, on another token, it's it's a little bit more backwards in some ways, too. Like that, yeah. you know, religion, ch- church and state should not be linked like that. Yeah. That's I mean,
4: not good. Like, even back when, like, when I was younger and I was still religious, I still thought it was dumb that, like, there's government-funded, like, Catholic schools and all that.
0: Yeah, them. that is not good. That's insane. I guess it's kind of like they say uh, it shouldn't be—the government shouldn't be favoring one religion over another. So if yes. they want to have, like, a Catholic-funded school—or if they want to have a government-funded Catholic school, that's fine. As long as they have a government-funded Islamic school and, and Jehovah's Witness school and every other, you know. Yeah. But that's how it is in the U.S. Uh, it's certainly not like that everywhere. Obviously not in Canada either. But I don't mind that so much. Um, I, I, I'm i okay with the separation of church and state laws that we have in the U.S. right now. I just wish people would follow them. That's my only problem. Mm-hmm. People yeah, exactly. don't really follow them, you know. But anyway, yeah, it's been an interesting mm-hmm. chat. I appreciate you coming on. It's actually yeah. at the end of Thanks. my time. But maybe I'll talk to you again one of these days, okay?
4: Yeah, help. yeah. hopefully right. we can talk
0: to again. I actually knew that Catholic schools could be state-funded in Canada. I had just completely forgotten about it. Like, I have not thought about that in a long time. That's a real shame. Seriously, that's really, really messed up. Um, what can you do? Yeah, I, had to,
1: uh, I had one more question for you if okay. you wanted to Go close ahead. out with that. Sure. Um, what do you think the future of YouTube is? Do you think it's going to last much longer or that something else is going to take its place?
0: If YouTube was its own company, its own entity, it would be bigger than Disney. It is so massive that we can't put it on a scale in the same way. Uh, YouTube is a titan. And I don't, I mean, people probably said this about Enron back in forever ago. I don't think it's ever going to die. Not completely. They said this about Sega, too. Uh, I guess nothing is really honestly too big to fail when you think about it. But... I mean if it does if it's too big to fail, that means that if it does fail it completely devastates the economy That's what it means. Doesn't mean that it can't fail. It means if it does then we're all fucked um, But I think YouTube I don't know. I don't think that a competitor is going to be able to rise up I think the only way that there's going to be competition is if the government comes in with antitrust uh, lawsuits and stuff I don't think that's going to happen either, though. I think YouTube is probably going to keep growing. Um, it's like Facebook. I mean, is there, is there honestly a competitor to Facebook? Sure, there's Twitter, but really Twitter is not anywhere near as big. Uh, there really isn't a competitor to Facebook that is close to its size and makes close to its amount of money. Facebook, YouTube, they are titans. They are not going anywhere. I don't I don't think. But anyway, yeah. I guess that's the end of it. I appreciate you guys coming on. It's been really interesting and I will talk to you next week.